We're not just here to serve food, and we're not just here to provide food services and food and nutrition services. We're here to care about our patients. So this pop-up can pop up anywhere. Farmer's market, patient unit, in the cafe. We have a chef and a dietitian who provide a 20 minute or less instruction, 12 participants plus an audience that gets to do a hands-on experience. With Welcome to Compass One Connections, our new podcast series designed specifically to help inform, educate, and inspire our Compass One associates just like you. So wherever you are, relax for the next few minutes as we get you connected. This is Compass One Connections. Hello, everyone. We appreciate you joining us right here on our Compass One Connections podcast. I am your host, Tommy Kane. Let's get connected. Today's guest is none other than Lisa Robertson. Lisa is our National Director of Wellness and Sustainability. She is a registered dietitian with 20 years of nutrition leadership with a focus on corporate wellness. And one other cool note of interest, Lisa will serve as the chair for the Council on Future Practice, or better known as CFP, in the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics in 2019. Lisa, it's fantastic to have you here with us today. Hi, Tommy. Good to be here. Tell me real quick, what is the CFP and what is that that you're going to be chairing? So this is a really exciting opportunity. Um, the CFP stands for the Council on Future Practice, mm -hmm. which you had said. But if you look at it, there's four councils in the Academy of Di Nutrition and Dietetics. So 70,000 dietitians, wow. and I get to chair the one committee that actually manages and suggests the preferred future of where dietitians should be in their career. And I think it's no happy accident. Uh, as the National Director of Wellness and Sustainability, I completely focus on initiatives that sometimes seem a little outside the realm of typical, you know, management, um, giving diet prescriptions. It's not your typical dietitian role. So I think that's really fantastic. Cool. Um, speaking of your director of wellness and sustainability title, what exactly does that mean? And what do you do on a week to week basis? Yes, it's super fancy. I wish I had an emoji for my title <laughs> or some we sort of little one. logo. We'll make one. <laughs> um, but at the core of what I do, our hospitals that we provide food nutrition services to often have um, an additional need or desire to either build a healthy community okay. or build a healthier workforce. And that's what I help them do. And, you know, People define wellness in different ways, especially in our hospitals. Sometimes it uh, also includes issues around environmental wellness and sustainability, and that's hence wellness and sustainability. Nice, nice. So you travel quite a bit as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Southwest <laughs> is pretty much my best friend, and I have a portable <laughs> office. <laughs> Well, you talked about the healthy community and helping the uh, clients and the, the, uh, establish the healthy community. One of the ways I know you do that is through the Teaching Kitchen, which is kind of a newer initiative you guys have been doing the last year or two. Tell me a little bit about that and kind of break that down for me. Yes, I absolutely love the Teaching Kitchen. Uh, it's one of the greatest things ever, in my opinion, as far as engaging uh, community, engaging staff, engaging patients mm -hmm. to think about healthier eating 
and to actually make behavior changes when they go home. Okay. So we have a couple of different models, but what we really have been using and what's been a real success in our hospitals is the pop-up teaching kitchen. Yep. And so this pop-up can pop up anywhere, farmer's market, patient unit, in the cafe. And when it pops up, we have a chef and a dietitian who provide a 20 minute or less instruction. And literally we have 12 participants plus an audience that gets to do a hands-on experience with learning one sort of recipe or healthy cooking technique. But even more than that, it gives our hospitals an opportunity to share their mission through the pop-up teaching kitchen. So I think it's a, it's really unique and it's very fun. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the clients? Oh, our, our clients absolutely love it. And, yeah. and I will say collaborating with our clients gives us an opportunity to look at using the pop-up teaching kitchen in new ways. So they're always like, can we do this? Or can, can we, you know, put it at this fundraising event? Can we do this at a leadership retreat? So they've been really great partners and have embraced it. Yeah, um, I've actually seen the pop-up quite a few times on some videos, and it's uh, the physical details to it are quite cool. It looks like it makes it look like a little kitchen, and it, and it kind of gets everybody really involved. It's not just a you know, standalone thing. It kind of is all very interactive. It's cool. You mentioned earlier about sustainability. That's a, such a buzzword, right? I mean, sustainability oh, yeah. is like, I'm sure you say it a hundred <laughs> times a day, but yes. um, how are we making a difference? How is Morrison making a difference in sustainability from everything from training to webinars and everything else? Tell me about that. Yeah, so we actually have um, a really great partner through Food Buy who helps us to source uh, a very sustainable supply chain. Okay. And I think that's a really uh, unique piece to our business and how we go differently about actually delivering results for sustainability. Mm-hmm. So we work with uh, Compass Group Food Buy, and when we work with them, we're able to say, okay, let's look at milk. We want to remove the growth hormones from milk. We only want to source milk that has no growth hormones or yogurt that has no growth hormones. And so we are able to do that, make that transition across all the hospitals that use our purchasing platform. And then we have marketing to support. So that's on the one hand, how sustainability just happens automatically in our hospitals. But this year, we're focusing on bringing uh, scorecards, tools, marketing, uh, all kinds of different elements around food waste reduction, food donations, and getting it into the hands of our operations team so that they can be empowered to have that conversation with each of our hospital clients and start collaborating on that um, end. And, you know, this is a crazy compelling statistic I wanted to share with you. Okay. So Americans use an estimated 500 million straws per day. Per day. Per day. Yes. Holy and so smokes. this is roughly the weight of a thousand cars and it's enough to wrap around the earth two and a half times a day. So, you know, you day. just think how much plastic is out there. But honestly, this conversation around plastic straws is really a gateway conversation. Yeah. I mean, with everything that's going on, what's the future hold for straws? I mean, on a small scale, I know the big scale, it's plastic altogether, like you said. Plastic right. forks, plastic knives, everything we use on a day-to-day. But what about on the on this, the small scale of just the straws, is there an fix to it coming up? Are people working on that? Yeah, or? so, you know, Starbucks um, has announced right. their transition plan over the last, uh, or the, the next two years, excuse me. And if you look at the awareness, first of all, I think the educational piece is the biggest piece that we have an opportunity to do. 
Logistically, everyone's switching to paper straws or switching to biodegradable straws. So if you really actually want to buy a biodegradable or paper straw, you might have to be on a waiting list to like 2020 to actually get one. So what you're saying is that you and I should quit our jobs and start a business yes, making paper straws. I think that's I just that's it. This podcast is over. I'm going to make straws. Exactly. But in the interim, uh, we're doing a couple of things to protect our patients. So okay. we're making sure that we're keeping the flex straw because at the end sure. of the day, that's something that provides comfort and we definitely um, want to be therapeutically managing our patients That's in the smart, best way right, possible. Right. Um, second of all, you know, drinking our drinks the old-fashioned way. I think in hospitals we have to be a little bit more concerned because of infection control issues. Sure. So keeping lids, um, I've seen people using some variation of what we call the adult sippy lid, hot, co- yep. hot coffee yep. lids yep. and things. So, But it's also opening up conversations around other ways we can reduce waste, switching to paper, compostables, where we can, um, where it makes sense and recycling. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, such a a topic, which I think is wonderful because I'm all about the ocean and all about that stuff. And I just, you know, when you see the facts and the figures, just what you just told me, 500 million pounds, a million straws a day. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. mind boggling to say the least with everything that you do, Lisa, from wellness and sustainability, can you summarize like why it's so important? Like what, at the end of the day, I mean, I know it's such a, you know, keeping patients healthy and helping the environment and all that kind of stuff, but why are we doing everything that we're doing from a Morrison standpoint? Why are we doing it? Yeah. So, you know, when I think about Morrison Healthcare, and as you mentioned, I've been with Morrison uh, for quite some time. I've been in this field for quite some time. And really what it says about our organization is that we're not just here to serve food. Mm -hmm. And we're not just here to provide food services and food and nutrition services. We're here to care about our patients. We care about our employees and their well-being. Uh, We care about the environment and the planet. And if we're going to be here and we're going to provide the services, if we're going to be best in class, then we're going to make sure that it's not without a purpose-driven meaning behind it, and that we are doing all the things that really make a difference um, to healthcare and just to our communities. Yeah. From a personal standpoint, that's got to be a very rewarding part of your job. As much as you travel and much as you have a remote office or whatever, but knowing that you're making a difference every day is pretty rewarding, I imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love my job. There you go. (laughs) So thank you for being here today. But before I let you go... We put everybody that comes on the Compass One Connections podcast on the hot seat so that we get to know Lisa Robertson as a little bit better as a person. So I'm just going to ask you a few fun questions right off the top of your head. We're going to do it for 60 seconds, and um, you have to be honest. Uh Uh-oh. So here we go. All right. Favorite type of food to eat? Oh, truffle fries. I'm sorry, wellness people, but (laughs) (laughs) it's sometimes food. I don't think you're going to get much (laughs) argument from anybody. Um, Give me one thing that's on your bucket list. Bucket list? Yeah. Uh, Glacier Bay in Alaska. Best concert you've ever attended? Oh, this is rough. I attend so many concerts. Um, I just, Sam Hunt was my recent one. It was pretty fun. There you go. Favorite holiday? Mm, Big old tie here. Um, I love Christmas, but I love Thanksgiving more because my family from California comes out to see me. Good answer. Good answer. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate is always the right answer, Tommy. I know, because it's healthier. I know. How to put it out there. (laughs) Um, I got a fun question for you. Can you name one of the seven dwarfs? Sleepy? Nice one. Yeah, that's me right there. (laughs) (laughs) Give me one thing about you that would surprise people to know about you. 
Oh, I'm a scuba diver. There you go. Ah, right in the nick right of time. Right in the nick of time. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you for all you do for Morrison Healthcare. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate yeah. it. If you have any more questions, be sure to email Lisa Roberson at IamMorrison.com. And of course, you can always tweet your questions on Twitter to at Morrison Healthcare and hashtag it AskMorrison. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this edition of Compass One Connections podcast. Be sure to check out all the other episodes in the library as we keep you connected. 